Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show. And we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. As you guys know, it's Kobe Day, right? February 8th, 24. Those numbers match up with Kobe Bryant's number. And today is a big day, right? The Lakers are supposed to be unveiling uh, Kobe Bryant's number. And if you guys have been following the channel for some time, you will know that uh, Kobe Bryant is my favorite basketball player of all time. Favorite basketball player, best player I've ever seen play basketball live. I didn't get to see Jordan uh, in his prime. But I did see Kobe uh, in his prime, and he was a, he was a bad boy, very 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 great player. And if you know anything about Kobe, you knew that he was the best offensive player the NBA had at the time when he was playing. Um, certainly the best one on one player. And an argument can be made that his 35.5 uh, point per game season that he averaged, uh, if you adjust for pace, is the highest scoring NBA season ever. If you adjust for pace. Um, so Kobe was an excellent offensive player, and everybody in the NBA knew this, uh, including LeBron. Now, where am I going with all of this? Um, if you know anything about Kobe, he was hyper-competitive. Uh, but most importantly, man, if you tried to challenge him uh, in the one-on-one game, he was not backing down. And he wouldn't back down from going at you in terms of like trying to defend you, trying to lock you down. Kobe was never afraid of those uh, scenario. So what happened? I had already seen this before, but I thought of Kobe today and I'm saying, hmm, let me talk about this. So what happened? Um, here's the context. Back in 2010, Kobe Bryant visited the London School of Basketball. And when he was there, he was talking to the people there, talking to the kids there. Uh, and at that time, that's when the Kobe LeBron kind of thing was, you know, heating up. And they asked Kobe Bryant, Straight up, straight up, Kobe, who would win in a one-in-one game between you and LeBron? And the craziest part about this audio that we're about to play, Kobe didn't even let the person finish the question before he gave his answer. For those of you who never heard this clip, we want to play it for you now. I'll take a listen to what Kobe had to say there. You will know when you win in Easy for me, you know. That's just like playing one on one is, you know, that's how I grew up playing. Yeah. 
that's like my thing. And LeBron is, you know, it's more like a Magic Johnson would say. He's you know, a great passer. He plays an all-around game. I think at the core of me, I'm a one-on-one -on -one player. That's, I do that in my sleep. <laughs> so you heard what Kobe had to say. All right? You heard what he had to say. But then I also remember Kobe being asked uh, after a Lakers game about a time J.R. Ryder played against, not J yeah, was it J.R. Ryder? I think it was him. Or another player challenged him in a one-on-one -on -one game. Um, and Kobe basically said that I was basically unbeatable in a one-on-one -on -one game. And then we found the audio of LeBron going back to that London school of basketball. And they brought up the comments that Kobe Bryant made. And we want to play what LeBron had to say in response after Kobe Bryant basically said that he would, he would get in his ass. So for those of you who didn't hear that, we want to play that for you now and then come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to those sound bites there. Story came out today with Players Tribune about a J.R. Ryder and you guys in practice going up against each other one-on-one. -on -one. Looks like you remember what I'm talking about. What do you remember about that time? And in that story, you, you smoked him. Who, who beat you in one-on-one -on -one if it ever happened in practice? <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be anybody. That's what I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, if there's going to be a player that beat me, retired you know, um, on that last shot in Utah, that did. About it. The story goes with that that players were just lining up, putting chairs out, bringing the popcorn, just ready for bad. those one ones. It was, it was bad. It was bad. Can you he, kind of he tell tried us? Me. He tried me. Didn't work out too well for him. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Last time uh, Kobe was over here with the uh, London School of Basketball, he was asked the question who would win in a one on one between him and you. And what, what do you think? What's your answer to that? Uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a team basketball player, man. It's not a, it's not a one on one sport. Uh, but I want, I'm not going to not take myself against anybody. So uh, I always feel um, no matter who I'm going against, that I, you know, I will come out victorious. But uh, we won't see it. Um, nobody will ever see it. Y'all can stop asking that question. So you heard the soundbite. Now here's what's hilarious about LeBron's response. LeBron said, uh, I would take myself. Well, LeBron, who else are you going to take? <laughs> Is there anybody else you could take? I, I thought you could only take yourself. Like, who else would you take? What you didn't see was that in that clip, LeBron was visibly annoyed by the question. That's why he said they should just let the question, let it just be where it's at. LeBron didn't like that because he knew, like, if he went up there and said, no, I would win, they would have been like, bro, stop. No, you wouldn't, right? You wouldn't. Uh, and this is why a lot of us, some of us that hold Kobe ahead of LeBron, we, it's things like this, man. Not apart, not apart from the fact that Kobe was a bad boy. It's, th it's these things, man. Kobe wasn't, like, Kobe was like, nah, I'm better than you. And I can beat you. And if it's mano a mano, I'm getting at you. One of the reasons the guy won five championships, right? Um, whereas LeBron will make the right play. But if you look at a, a, a Jordan, and if they ask Jordan that same question, Jordan would give a mirror response that was similar to what Kobe Bryant gave, right? And that's why so many people hold Kobe and Jordan in that group because these two MFers were totally different than anybody else when it came to their competitive fire. And when it basically came to the point where they had to show you, okay, who's the best player on this court? Who's the top dog? Who am I? Who, who do I need to go at? Who do I need to go at? 
Okay, so this dude, I'm going at this dude. And LeBron knew this, and all the players knew this, right? But people tried to water it down over the years. The media, you know, they try to twerk it up over here, twerk it up over there, tell this lie over here, tell that lie over there. But you heard Kobe Bryant answer the question. So if I had to think about a one-on-one matchup with Kobe versus LeBron, who would I pick? I would pick Kobe 100, 100% of the time. Number one, the reason I would pick Kobe is that Kobe Bryant, if we look at it from a standpoint of Kobe Bryant defending, yes, LeBron is bigger, right? He's a bigger player. He has weight on Kobe, but Kobe Bryant was a better defender. Uh, he could play angles better than LeBron, especially from the defensive side. Um, what is it? From the defensive side of the floor. Uh, so I think you'll be able to hold his own. I think the only way LeBron would try to beat Kobe was to try to post him up. Um, but if you try to post up Kobe, Kobe was, would definitely try to force you into your weaker spots. I've seen Kobe Bryant guard more skilled players at that position, and he struggled with them. But those guys were extremely skilled. I'm talking about like Tracy McGrady. Like Tracy McGrady was a was a, was a monster. Carmelo Anthony and these guys were a monster, but Kobe held his own. But when it came to the other aspect now of if you gave Kobe the ball, bro, I think it would be a massacre. And I think that Kobe would get into the mental aspect of it where he would trash talk you to the point where you you wouldn't even want to be on the floor with him. And when it came down to the mental game, like you, Kobe was one of those dudes you would trash talk or try to intimidate. Or if I say this, or if I elbow him here now, nah, that that's not going to work. Right. So to me, I would definitely pick Kobe. Kobe would pick himself. I think if you even asked LeBron, you would have picked Kobe too. But now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Let me get into this topic here. Yesterday, I came across a segment from Undisputed, it was featuring. Keyshawn Johnson, Skip Bayless, and Richard Sherman. For whatever reason, they allow Richard Sherman to talk about basketball. And in this segment, they were talking about the Los Angeles Clippers, right? They were talking about the run that they have been on. They were talking about Kawhi Leonard. But specifically, they were talking about the Clippers' chances to come out of the Western Conference. That was really at the crux of what they were discussing. Now, if you know anything about Keyshawn Obviously, he's from California, Laker fan. Most people from California seem to be Laker fans. Uh, but he seems to be very objective um, when he has this conversation about the Clippers. And he's, to my surprise, been extremely objective. Uh, and he's basically been calling it like he, see, like he sees it versus speaking as a flat-out hater. Like, he's been giving props. Like, even though he doesn't like the fact, he doesn't like to do it, he's been giving it up. Uh, to the Clippers and be like, nah, these dudes is these dudes is doing their thing. So what happened yesterday? Uh, they had this show, um, and they were talking about it. And Richard Sherman, for whatever reason, I don't understand. He just kind of like set his brain to okay, regardless of whatever I see, regardless of whatever's being said here, I'm a, I've already come to my conclusion. But he became so transfixed on his positions. It got to the point where uh, Keyshawn said, but wait a minute. Another reason I think this team would do well, you're talking about them historically, is because of the coaching staff that they have here. 
Brian Shaw, you have Ty Lue. And Richard Sherman, he he was hating so much on Kawhi that he started to confuse himself about Ty Lue. And he started saying stuff like, well, is Ty Lue a great coach? I mean, I don't see what you're talking about. He won a championship, but is it a big deal? And, and, Richard, uh, and Keyshawn Johnson was looking at him like, bro, what is wrong with you? Like, what, why are you saying this on TV? And I, I was like, man, this is absolutely uh, insane, right? So what we want to do is we want to play this exchange for you guys now, uh, and then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to this exchange uh, here. I mean, Paul George was ridiculous two years ago in the postseason, okay? When we talk about... we And we, went home. Yeah, but, 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 but I almost called you Skip. Richard, I hate <laughs> the Clippers, okay? And I don't like Clipper Daryl. I cannot stand the Clippers. I want them to fall on their face, Skip. But I got to be realistic here. Yep. You got to be realistic. Those Lob City teams and Doc Rivers, 3-1, going hard. This is a different team with a different coach. When, when you start talking about things like that, though, Skip, you yeah. got to go back to the first part of your conversation, which is the bench. The bench meaning the coaches. When you have Ty Lue and you have Brian Shaw, his lead assistant, yeah. coaching these guys up and doing certain things, people respond to things differently depending on where you're at. Yeah. I'm not worried about James Harden in the postseason because I know that those guys on that bench will get him to do certain things, just like they got Westbrook to decide to say, okay, I can play 20 minutes, that's fine. I'm going to yeah. do it this way, and my 20 is going to be at high volume, and I'm going to be efficient at doing it. Mm -hmm. And he's bought in. They've all bought in. So you got to go back to the bench before you start saying, oh, well, I don't, I don't think he's going to do it. He won't do it this way. He won't do it that way. I can't trust him. Those are on other teams. Those are other teams. But, but you know, this James a has a situation. long history of playoff flameouts. A long. Yes, we, don't, we don't have enough show. With, with different people, though. Yeah. No, this is different coaches and yeah, different but, players. But, but, but are we, they, are we there's saying, a relationship are we saying, with these guys, man. But are we saying Ty, Ty Lue has a bunch of championships? Is that what we're saying? No. No, Ty Because that's what it sounds like we're saying. What you mean? He, yeah. he has one. He has one as a coach. Is that what yeah, you're talking about? Yeah, as a coach. Right. Well, what, 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 what are we talking about? But as a coach, about? he's, so, he's but, the but best me, coach in think, the NBA. I, I hear what you're saying. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying the way you're saying that as if it, this has happened repeatedly and he's taken multiple teams to championships and just really made true coaching decisions to win championships consistently. Ty, Ty is the best coach in basketball right now. There's no question. I'm not arguing that right now. But the way you're talking about it, like I missed something and I'm just making sure I didn't miss it. Dude won championships as a player. Brian Shaw won championships as a player and a coach. It, I, I'm pointing to the bench. They re all four of them but dudes I'm just saying. respect the coaching staff, man. They listen to those coaches. That's why they playing the way they're playing. Y'all act like it's I just, just, just a basketball in the park and they just I, out there I, playing. That's not the case. We're not acting like it's pickup basketball. I, I'm, I'm just saying you're saying it's like like this, like these these is repeat champions. Like they won one with LeBron, I believe, right? Yeah, Ty Lue won one with Shaq and Kobe. They was 3-1 down. As a player, and Brian Shaw won one with Shaq and Kobe as a player. No, Brian Shaw won multiple with Shaq and Kobe as a player and also won several with Phil Jackson as a coach. They have the DNA. With Kobe again. I hear what you're saying, but I'm just not hearing your point because that's not necessarily... 
he, he hasn't coached in multiple championships and won them. And so when you're saying that, that like he's, like he's with done making, what, what does that have to do with getting people because to buy you're in? saying it like like what you're saying is like in these championship moments the difference in the, what James Harden has had to deal with and what he would deal with now is that he has a coach that has been in here and had success in these moments and I'm just trying to so, figure so, that out. So Doc you're Rivers telling me the, the coach that has as many championships as Todd. I, so, I, that's so all you're I'm telling saying. me I, I don't, that James Harden and Kawhi mm -hmm. Leonard. In in Westbrook and Paul George are gonna flame out because they're not gonna get the necessary details from the coaches on the bench to execute come postseason is what you're trying to tell me because Ty Lue doesn't have multiple championships no. as a coach. I'm trying I, I'm trying to tell you that that there, there was really no point there that you were making. I'm going to say they're gonna flame out because they got Clippers jerseys on. What? I'm, I'm gonna. They're gonna flame out because they got but Clippers jerseys on. But and I'm just, not. I don't care about the Clippers falling on their face. I want them to crash and burn. But the reality of it is, right now they're not. We can't. You can't. Yeah, prisoner of the moment. You can't. It's not a prisoner of the moment. They're at the oh. top of the conference. The other day they were not. Today they are. Yep. Their main guy in Kawhi Leonard, if he stays on the floor, he's gonna push to win the MVP. He's yeah. healthy. The reason that they flamed out in the past is because he was not healthy. So you heard the exchange. Uh, you heard the exchange there. Richard hated so much. He even said, I've seen the Clippers even be the number one seed and lose. The problem was the Clippers were never ever the number one seed ever. When did you see it? When did that happen? Where, where, did, where, did, where did they do that at? Where did it happen? The best record the Clippers have ever had as an organization is a 57-25 and 25 record. That was in the 2013-2014 season, and they were not the number one seed in the Western Conference. You know what the seed was, the number one team in the Western Conference was? That year, it was the San Antonio Spurs. They had the best record in the West. What are we, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? I, I, didn't, I didn't understand this hate, right? And Richard Sherman be talking. Funny enough, somebody was... Somebody was somebody was like, yo, you know, because I put up that comment and then someone said, uh, someone said, someone, somebody tried to bring it back to LeBron. And I'm like, how, how we get here? One, one minute I talk about LeBron too much. I hate on LeBron too much. And then all of a sudden now we back to talking about LeBron and Kobe Bryant. I'm like, yo, bro, how we get here? And the person just wanted to be like this. So Suge Knight jumped in the comment section. To basically come and G-check me. Nah, you ain't gonna be talking like this. You ain't gonna be talking I'm like, bro. What, 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 like, what are we doing? Like, what, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, come on. And then he started. Oh, you know, yeah, you know, I'm from so and so place. I'm from so and so place. I'm like, bro, I don't care. I don't care. Like, who cares? Who cares where who be at from where somebody this dude is at? They got tough dudes all over the place. And I was like, I live in Nigeria right now, and like, I don't, I don't want to hear this tough thing about tough talk and all that stuff, bro. Like. The security issues and everything that goes on here, like, yeah, they're nice places, but don't get it twisted for not even a second, right? And because the poverty is higher, the crime rate is much more vicious. I'm talking about you can walk down the street and you can get this, you can get that, the corner, so there ain't none of that. So the, the it's a totally different thing. The hunger that exists here is on a totally different level, totally different level. So it's at a point where if you're walking down the street looking like a little bit decent, you could be food. And this dude talking about, oh, no, nah, no, nah, well, you know, if you can make it there and I could do it. So I'm like, no, you can't, bro, you can't. You don't know nobody here. You're not connected with nobody here. You never lived here. You don't know where to go here. You don't know what happened. I told him, like, yo, son, I could go to California tomorrow or I could go to wherever, Boston tomorrow and drive from Boston 
to uh, 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 New York and drive on the highway, whatever. You can't do that. You can't come to Lagos and say, oh, I'm driving from Lagos to Pataka. You can't. He's like, well, if you could do it, I could do it too. No, you can't. You don't know nobody here. Are you ready to move in bulletproof vehicles? No, you're not. Do you know anybody if something happens? Are you tapped in with the right people? No, you're not. But because, oh, well, he's doing it and I'm tough. And I'm, I'm like, all right, bro. Okay, Suge Knight, we got you. You're the illest in Nebraska, uh, to, to, to quote uh, Hassan. Nope, nope, no problem. You got it. You outthug me, man. You, 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 you the toughest dude in the world. But anyway, I digress. Crazy stuff. Talking about, oh, why you talking like that? I'm like, yo, why you talking like this and talking like that? Like LeBron fans gonna be saying crazy stuff. Oh, I'll come over there and I'll show you. I'm like, all right, whatever. Whatever, whatever. Anyway, Richard just couldn't stop hating. And I don't know what it is, man. I don't know. Maybe he saw Kawhi somewhere. He ain't dap him up. Maybe he saw Paul George. He ain't dap him up. Maybe Ty Lue saw him in a restaurant. No booze or something. Like, nah, he hated something. We not sitting over there. I don't know what it is, but man, shout out to Keyshawn Johnson for keeping it balanced. Like, yes, you're a Laker fan. Yes, I get you don't like the Clippers, but thank you for keeping it balanced, man. It made that segment like just way better. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. So, as you guys know, I believe that this is the cupcake era. Some people feel a way about it. Some people agree. Some people disagree. Some people think, nah, this is the greatest ever, ever. I don't believe so. Um, I'm a fan of balanced basketball. I like offense, but I also like defense. I like to see a little bit of resistance on the basketball court. I don't like to see a three-point shootout every single game with no resistance. I like to see defense. And given given the fact that teams are attempting more threes means that there are more opportunities to score more points. The pace has increased. The possessions have increased. So, therefore, the game is highly tilted towards offense. Some people love it. I just don't. I perform on balance. That's why I like players traditionally that are two-way players. Jordan is a two-way guy. Kobe's a two-way guy. Kawhi Leonard is a two-way guy. I like guys that could score the ball and have great offensive packages, but they, but but they could also defend. That's just me. You don't have to be that way. That's just me. Um, but that's the first thing. But I still think this is the cupcake era. And apparently, I'm not the only one that feels this way about this uh, current uh, era in the NBA. Another person that feels this way is Shaquille O'Neal. Now, why does Shaq feel this way? As you guys know, we just last year we just finished witnessing the worst All Star game in the history about in the history of the NBA. That was last year's crop. It it it, it, was, it it was so bad that the Denver Nuggets head coach Mike Malone said that was the worst basketball game he had ever seen in his in his life. This is the greatest era ever. But the coach is saying when you bring when you have an amalgamation of all of the greatest players at that time playing in a basketball game in a pickup game, they produced the worst basketball game in the history of basketball. Those things don't really compute properly. But nevertheless, people still say that they do. Another thing. <clears throat> that some fans have been lamenting about is that these current stars, the big names, don't want to participate in a slam dunk contest. And now they're going to the G League and getting other players to come into the slam dunk contest and basically save it. That's how that's how that's how bad. That's how far we've fallen. Uh, you know, uh, you know, as a product. We went from dudes like Dominique Wilkins, Julius Irvin, Spud Webb, Michael Jordan, uh, uh, um, um, Kobe Bryant, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Steve, Steve Francis, Jason Richardson, and so many other players. Blake Griffin, uh, Amari Stoudemire, Dwight Howard, all of these dudes 
going into the slam dunk contest and really making Saturday the event. And now players can't even seem to be bothered. And it seems like Shaquille O'Neal, who's one of the all-time greatest uh, greatest players of all time, even he is calling out these modern-day guys for not participating. But before we even get into Shaq's comments, this video is brought to you by our sponsor, Price Picks. Price Picks is really simple. Instead of just selecting a team, you just select two or more players, pick more or less their projected stats, and then you place your entry. For example, this week, I'm selecting two entries. Stephen Curry for more than 25 points, and then I got Anthony Davis for more than two blocks, and Damian Lillard for more for more than four three-pointers made. PrizePix is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about Price Picks is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's go to pricepick.com CLNS, use code CLNS for a first deposit match to, of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So let me get into what this article had to say. It says Shaquille O'Neal and Julius Irvin rip modern NBA stars for avoiding the slam dunk contest. The article continues on. In a recent episode of the big podcast, NBA legend Julius Irvin gave his take on why today's players are so reluctant to participate in a dunk contest and why and why even replacing the event with a one-on-one -on -one tournament will pose a serious problem in today's game. You won't get all the top players to be involved in it, said Irving. There's a whole bunch who won't do it. Their egos are not going to allow it. And that's why you don't always get the greatest dunkers in the dunk contest because it's about brand now. They don't want to do anything to diminish their brand. It then continues on. They're afraid of competition, uh, said O'Neal of modern players. It's a shame that our biggest stars are afraid of competition. I started watching the dunk contest because of this man. Uh, after he left, Dominique and Mike took over. My thing with uh, that is they don't pay homage and show respect. I wouldn't be able to make $40 million without him. So that's what Shaq <coughs> excuse me, and um, Dr. J had to say. What are my thoughts? My thoughts are this. Do you know that the current era dudes listening to this, listen to what they said, just went right over their head? They're like, what? What are they talking about? Paying homage, carrying the game forward, you know, paying respect to the. I don't know. What does that mean? Bro, is that going to lead me to get a bus down? Roly, like, what? I mean, am I, am I, am I, is like, am I going to be getting some serious paper off of that? Then why am I doing it? How does it add any value to my, <coughs> excuse me, to my bottom line? And that's the problem, man. That's the problem, but uh, that's where we are. <coughs> Excuse me. That's where we are. Um, this is the current state of affairs in the NBA. Uh, and the sad part is some people love it. And, and actually, the saddest part is that older guys, guys in their late, in their early 30s, mid-30s, 40s, you got some of them twerking it up for the younger generation. These dudes that are afraid to be their age, afraid to be for afraid to show, I got a gray beard, let me go get some pain to paint. Like, yo, bro. It's cool to be age, son. There's nothing wrong with it. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being a man in 35. And you ain't got to look like the young boys. You had your time. Let them live. 
You had your moment. Stop trying to live your second childhood to quote Nas, right? So to me, man, this is the era that we live in. This is why I'm not a fan of this current era, to be totally honest with you. Like, come on. Like, they're not above it. If Jordan and Kobe Bryant and all of these guys weren't above it, then you guys aren't above it either. And we, we, we're we going to remember them way more than you dudes. That's the reality. That Like, that's the, that's the irony of it all. These guys' names will ring bells for decades longer than these dudes that are trying to protect their brands. Because at the end of the day, fans are not going to remember you for how much money you made. They're going to remember you for the memories that you gave them, not for how much money you made in your career. Now, some guys will say, I don't care. I'm here to get my bag and that's it. And to me, I'm like, okay, if that's what you guys feel, so be it. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.